Father, we just thank you for uh, another opportunity we have to come into your house, Lord, to, to feast upon the word that you're going to prepare for us, Lord. I just pray may you just be with this little portion. Father, may I step aside, may you anoint my lips, anoint our ears to receive, Lord, things we have need of to draw strength for our journey, Lord, we place it in your hands. Amen. If you have your Bibles, let's turn over to, to St. John six fifty one. I'm going to just read one verse, and we'll have more in a little bit. John chapter 6, verse 51. Jesus says, I am the living bread which came down from heaven, and if any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever, and the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. God bless you. Have your seats. If I'm going to put a little title to this, I'm going to put, say, you are what you eat. Amen. So I found out this morning that I volunteered for this at 8 o'clock. So, and I, I told Brother Jason, I said, I'll try to behave. So I'm going to leave my jacket on if that's going to help. And so here we are. You are what you eat. You've heard the saying, you are what you eat. So what are you eating today? Amen. Just a question I asked you. Right, you are known by what you eat. <laughs> you become what you eat. If you eat vegetables, that's what you are. You're not but a vegetable. You're walking tomato or salad or whatever it is. If you eat meat, that's what you become, like a hamburger, steak. If that's all you are known by what you eat. But if you eat this word... What do you become known as? Amen. You become known as God. Because Jesus says, I am the bread. Yeah. So we're eating bread this morning. If you are, that's who you're becoming, the literal Jesus Christ. If you eat this word, you become God in the flesh. Yeah. We're not feasting on no corporal body Amen. of a man. We're feasting on the body word of the son of man. Yeah. There's all kinds of diets. Diets make you lose weight. Diets make you gain weight. Diets make you look good. You know, there's all kinds make you feel good, make you stronger. We're on a spiritual diet. We want to eat our body to a change. How many's hungry? If you're hungry, there's plenty of food here this morning. We're on a spiritual diet. If you spend as much time eating the word of God as we do our di on our diets, what kind of people would we be? <laughs> My, what do you do when you get up in the morning? What's the first thing we do? Amen. You don't have to answer. But how many times do we grab our phone we pull up Instagram or Facebook and see how many likes we have from the po picture we posted the night before, before we take, take this book up. Yeah, a lot of people, you know, a lot of preachers make the comment about Facebook. This is the only book I want my face to be into is this book right here. That's where you draw your strength from. If we spent almost time eating the word of God as we do on our diets, what kind of people would we be? By your diet, you are known. It's what you feed on. Yeah. It's who you are. If you feed on the world, that's what you are. But if you feed on God's word, we become little gods. But you can't mix this diet. We can't be in the world and the word at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> it just don't mix. You can't mix it. Feeding on the things of this word, <laughs> not this world. It's, it's where, hey, you draw your strength for the journey that lies ahead we got a journey line before of us. It's like the children of Israel when it was down in Egypt. It was time for deliverance. So what, God, what did God tell them? 
there's something you have to do to be prepared for this journey. Over in Exodus chapter 12, verse 1, And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months, and it shall be the first month of the year to you. Which right now is in, it's in the middle of the middle of our March and April, Easter. He said, "I want you to redo your calendar. Instead of the middle of September and October being the first month, I want the middle of March to start the new year. That's the month of the crucifixion, Jesus and the resurrection." Verse three: "Is speak ye unto the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month they shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for the house." It was one lamb for a family, showing there's going to be one lamb that's going to be sacrificed, and that was Jesus. Amen. They didn't bring in two lambs or three lambs. Amen. They just had one lamb. The father was to bring this lamb into their house. It became part of the family. <laughs> they brought this lamb into the house to become part of the family. By the time it was part of the sacrifices, it was like part of the family. You know how it is with your pets. You have your pets and you take care of them. You love them. So they brought this lamb in as become a pet to them. What a sacrifice it was going to be when it's time for, the, for them to sacrifice this lamb. Hallelujah. In this way, the lamb became part of their family. By the time it was sacrificed on the 14th day, it was cherished and mourned. <laughs> God wanted the sacrifices of something precious. Jesus was part of the family. Father set him aside to be given for a sacrifice. Jesus had entered the Jerusalem four days before he was to be crucified, to be set aside for service. This lamb was to be set aside for service for four days in their house. They were to take care of it. If the household was too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbors next unto his house take it according to the number of souls. Every man according to the eating shall make your count for the lamb. The law required at least 10 people to be in this house. <laughs> at least for 10 people for one lamb. Your lamb was to be without blemish, spotless. This lamb was not born of sex desire, but a virgin born. <laughs> I put that in there. Virgin born Christ. We had to have a lamb that was without blemish. The only way was to have a virgin born child, born of a woman, but without sex by the spoken word of God. Amen. That's our lamb. The lamb slain at one year old is in the prime of his life. Jesus was in the prime at 30. When he began his ministry, this is the 14th day of the same month, the scripture says, and the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. This slain lamb of Exodus 12 represents the slain lamb at Calvary. On the 14th day of the month, Jesus was brought before Pilate's hall. This lamb was slain about the same time Jesus was slain around three in the afternoon. That's when Moses told the children of Israel around three in the evening, it's time to slay the lamb. Get ready. They were slain. Jesus and this lamb were slain on the same day. They took Jesus into Pilate's hall and smote him and beat him with a whip. Chunks of flesh was torn from his back. He stood there as a perfect sacrifice, but not a word was uttered. Every lash across his back, every thorn that went to his scalp, every time they spit on him, we were on his mind. <laughs> he knew he had to do that to become our lamb sacrifice so that when his blood was applied to our life, all sin that we ever committed was covered. They took that lamb and nailed it to a cross. The blood was dripping off of him onto the ground. Though his eyes were on the crowd that day, 
Jesus looked at us this morning. Jesus looked ahead in time. He represented that lamb that was slain in the garden for Adam and Eve. When Eve done what she did, failed to allow the devil. And if we become a, if we believe a lie of the devil, death sits on us as well. Verse 7, and they shall take the blood and strike it on the two sides posts of the upper doorposts of the houses wherein they shall eat it. They were to strike the door with the hyssop, put the blood on the lintel and the sides. Just like our lives, the blood was applied upon the lintels of our heart. They can't eat the lamb until they have applied the blood to the doorpost first. Even if they did roast the lamb, just like the prophet said, the death angel would have still got in the room. They would have perished because there wasn't any blood to protect them. We can eat this word and gain a head knowledge. But if we don't apply the blood to our lives and get washed by the blood, we will perish just like the rest. I can see that little son. It's a little boy in there sitting, his father, watching his father kill the lamb and taking the blood and spreading it on the door. What are you doing, Pop? He said, I'm applying the blood to our home because a death angel is going to pass. And those that have the blood will die. He said, Father, are you sure the blood's still there? He'd go out and look and say, it's still there. That's what we need to do as fathers. We need to apply the blood to our house. Apply the token so our kids would have confidence. This house is covered by the blood. Go take another look, Dad. He looked around and said, yes, son, it's still there. <laughs> he said, my blood is still there. Don't worry, devil. Can't cross the bloodline. Hallelujah. They were told to eat the lamb after the blood was applied. <laughs> and the lamb was cooked over fire. We can't start eating the lamb this word until the blood has been applied to our doorpost, the soul, and been set on fire with the Holy Ghost. And then we start eating our lamb, our word. Not until we have fire of God down in the soul can we start feeding on the body word of the Son of Man. Just like Israel eating their lamb, it was giving them the strength they would need for the body to get ready for travel. We are eating our way to a body change, to a rapture. Eat more. Eat more of this word. Feed on this word. Verse 8 says, they shall eat the flesh in that night and roast with fire, unleavened bread with bitter herbs. They shall eat it. Brother Brown said communion was held first. Way down in Egypt, the first of the communion, which was the Passover lamb that was slain, which was a type of Christ. <clears throat> and when they come out, there wasn't a feeble one among them. And there, even their clothes was not even threadbare. For 40 years, God had kept them. And in taking communion was the difference between life and death. Those who were on the inside under the shed blood took the communion, and no one could take communion outside being under the shed blood. This right here is a matter of life and death. Amen. This right here is a matter of life and death. Hallelujah. They must come under the blood first and be cleansed from all sin, which is unbelief, and then be shod with the preparation of the gospel having the whole armor of God ready for summons at any time. Amen. We got to be ready at any time because the summons is coming. It was a sign that the death angel could not go beneath that blood. The death angel had to rise up and go over the blood. And there is where the post point got the inspiration saying, when I see the blood, 
I will pass over you. Verse 9 says, Eat not of it raw, nor sodden at all with water, but roast it with fire. His head with his legs, with the pertness thereof. They were to eat the entire lamb. And ye shall let nothing of it remain until the morning. And that which remaineth of it until morning, ye shall burn with fire. Brother Brown said, none of it is to remain. Everything. He said, when you eat it, don't eat it raw or sodden, but you must eat it well cooked. <laughs> People try to chew on this word. They try to eat this word. They take it like it was raw, chew on it, spit it, spit it on it, and everything else. Ooh, I can't take that, he says. I can't stand it. Is it cooked done enough? <laughs> and he says, cook it with fire. Fire represents the Holy Ghost. You get God in your heart first, he'll cook it for you. <laughs> it'll cook it for you. Hallelujah. Cook it with fire. That's right. Cooked it out. Done. Seasoned. And it tastes good. <laughs> Except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man. What do you think a doctor would have thought sitting there? When he says, you have to eat my flesh and drink my blood. Say, this man's a vampire. <laughs> Not a minister. Stay away from that man. He's crazy. Stay away from him. Except you eat it, he says, you'll perish. You all die if you don't eat it. That's the same thing today. The bread and the wine is only a symbol. Don't let the natural get you down. You've got to eat Christ, which is the word that you live by. Every word that proceeds out of his mouth. The son of man is Christ. He's the one you're feeding on. Oh, if he says you had not fed fully on every word to give yourself strength to fly above the denominations and the things of the world, you'll never get over it. Verse 11, then you shall eat it with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, your staff in your hand, and you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. Amen. <laughs> it's, the same, it's the same today as in Egypt. When they ate the lamb, they were to dress to leave. As that's, that's bride, we have our helmet and our shield on. Hallelujah. <laughs> We have our shield and our shoes, and we're eating. We're ready. We're ready to go. We're still fighting, but we're also eating. We're dressed, and we're ready for this battle. We're ready for this journey. Eat this message. Eat this word, and you'll see your body change right before your eyes. Verse 12, and I will pass through the land of Egypt. This night will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt. Both man and beast against all gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment, for I am the Lord. Hallelujah. John chapter 6, verse 51. He says, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. That's who we're feasting on. He shall live forever, and the bread that I will give is my flesh, and I will give for the life of the world. And the Jews therefore strove among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? And then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except you eat, which is consume and devour, Except you devour the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life. Whosoever eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up in the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. And he that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. As the living Father has sent me, I live by the Father, so that he eateth me, even he shall live by me. And that is the bread which come down from heaven, not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead. And he that eateth of this bread shall live forever. 
That's what we're eating on. The body word of the son of man. You are what you eat. What are you eating? Jeremiah 15, 16 says, The words were found, and I did eat them. And thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart, for I am called by thy name. Oh, first you got to apply the blood to get sanctified, cleaned out, baptized, get your house in order. This house. Get rid of sin, the leaven. Get it out of your home. you got to get your shoes on. Get dressed for the journey. Eat the word. Eat this lamb. Eat all of it. You can't just have, you can't pick out what you like. It's not a menu. You're right. You just can't go through here and say, I want this part. Oh, I can't eat that. You've got to eat the entire word. These Jews, they come up each year. There was a fountain in, inside the church, and they'd taken the bread and the bitter herbs and the lamb, and they drank from this fountain in the church, and they rejoiced together because that God had showed them favor. So this being the Passover time, it was a special Passover. That's sometimes we go to church, and we always love to go. <laughs> I do. And there are sometimes that something special happens. I expect something to ha- special to happen today. And this was one of those times. Talk about children of Israel in their house getting ready to go. The air was charged with expectancy, just as it is today. Are we expecting something? Are we expecting a rapture? There's a charge in the air. The air is charged with expectancy. We are expecting an exodus once again. Eat this word, not just part of it. You got to eat it all. All the eyes were of those who loved him was watching for him to come to the gate. And I believe it's a great deal that way today for those who love him are looking for him. The air is charged with expectancy. It's almost rapture morning. It's almost resurrection morning. Eat the word. These things of the world won't matter to you. It don't matter if your favorite football team won or lost. All that stuff used to bother me until I got saved. I guess because I got used to my team losing, so I got kind of used to it. Because of what you're eating now, your diet has been changed. We're no longer feasting on the world. We're feasting on God. The Holy Spirit feeds on the Word. <laughs> Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That's what's the matter. One of these things today that makes the church in the anemic condition is because it don't take time to feed the word. Feed on the word. The church is hungry. If I was a doctor and a great big stout looking man come to me and says, sir, I'm sick. What are your symptoms? I'm so weak. I can't hardly pick my hands up. Ask him a few physical conditions. Yeah, that's right. Well, sir, have you been eating regularly? Oh, I had a half a cracker day before yesterday. He says, you're just hungry. You need strength. You need to eat. That's what's the matter with the church today. Just read a little scripture, one little verse on a Sunday morning. We ought to have our head this word every minute we have to spare. And take a lot of time and lay something else besides to read that word. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Our delight should be in the word of the Lord to meditate on God's word as it says in Psalms 1. <laughs> we can't keep the victory because of what we're feeding on. We can't feed on the world and the things of the world. We will never be victorious. Amen. We'll go from service to service barely making it through. Wow. Barely make. 
Some, some of us is going to be coming to the gate of heaven and we just fall through the door. We don't have the strength enough to make it to the gate. I'm telling you where your strength is today. We're going to have to have strength because we can't take a rapture without it. Hallelujah. You got five minutes. I better hurry. Eating our way to a body change. <laughs> Hallelujah. Forgot something here. I was going to get, get to real quick. We didn't skip a little bit. I can see that children of Israel down in Egypt when they're sitting there eating the lamb. And the old, old grandpa sitting over there feeble. Can't hardly move. I can see the somebody in the house say, here, take this word right here. Faith is a substance of things hoped for. And he started chewing on it. He, he started getting a little strong. He felt something starting to change in him. He said, here, take this. The spoken word is the original seed. He started eating on that. The more he ate, the stronger he got. <laughs> Hallelujah. The next one, he, he said, you got to eat this one, Dad. The rapture. He started eating that. And then they got the summons. He got stronger. He said, what do you got more for me? <laughs> it's the coming of the Lord. It's Exodus time. Oh, brother and sister, keep your head in this word. It's rapture time. The more you eat, the stronger you become. That's why the Bible says there was not a feeble one among them. All because of what they eat the night of the Exodus. So what are you eating the night of the resurrection? If tomorrow morning was the resurrection, what are you going to be eating? You are what you eat. So if you're eating the word, you become the resurrection. You become the word of God speaking. <laughs> I feel like preaching. But I'll leave that to the preacher here in a little bit. Hallelujah. What are you eating on? Just ask yourself that question. You are what you eat. You become it. It's like that caterpillar. Before we become a butterfly, he starts munching around over it, starts eating. And the more he ate, the more his body started changing. And one day he started fluttering and grew wings and started flying. That's what we're going to be one day. We might be a little caterpillar, but the more we eat, <laughs> we're going to sprout wings. Hallelujah. We're going to sprout rings and we're going to take away this rapture. We're going. Lord, let it be today. I want today to be the resurrection. I'm eating my way to the rapture. <laughs> Let's all stand. Father, we just thank you for this little messed up thought, Lord. But, Father, I hope I got it across, Father. Knowing that we're going to eat our way into a rapture, Father. Lord, we come hungry, Father. May you bless this service, this, the singing, the special singing. Most of our brothers, he brings forth the word. You know what's on his heart, God. Father, may that anointing just drop down, Lord, and speak to us and give us things we have need of. We'll give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bless you.